All right, here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the show tonight. We got a great show for you tonight. You don't want to miss it. Uh, go get you some coffee, some chips, some punch. We have a guest in the studio with us, and we have Georgia going to give us an update on the George Floyd trial. I'm John Martin. I'm the already annoyed host, Jamar Nelson. Who the hell kills their own goddamn theme song? Well, you know we're supposed to have some fun. Dude, can you can you forever just shh and let the theme come in? You know, there's a you want to give a minute of the theme, uh huh, and then you come in. I don't know. You're that's like a Democrat. No, just like a horrible uh, Republican Democrat. that's always stepping on shit. Yeah. See, every time, the, dude, please. Every oh time God, the Republicans just do something good. Let the theme play, man. Do you, do they, they don't do that on NBC. Damn, he sound like Biden, don't huh? they? They don't do that on NBC. He sound like Biden. They don't do that on NBC. Okay, Mr. Biden. They don't do that on NBC. Okay. Welcome to I be here. I'm glad on, to be here. Only, oh, Lord. There you go again. I, I was happy to be here. Oh, man. Then I figured out that I, you were I figured you were in studio. Uh, in studio, he's a host this evening, or a guest, uh, A.K. Camaro. Thanks for having me on, guys. You're welcome. I, you know, I, I don't know how the hell I can stomach two Republicans, but... I'll yeah. try. Well, you know, you know how the Democrats. This one is. plucks my nerves you know, every week, you know, but I'll try. You know how these, <laughs> I digress. These Democrats want to have these long, these these long drag out ass speeches and stuff. Yeah, like I know. That. I digress. Get your you know, get your dirty mask off. The, the, you're contaminating no, our table. See the way I practice safe. Your president said wear the mask. Your president saying wear the mask. Are you vaccinated? And you a Democrat? Are what? you are you vaccinated? Oh no, I won't let them put a needle in my arm and they don't know the. Yeah, you, you, know you the will die of COVID. You, you, huh? know the, you know the side effects of it. Yeah, you die of COVID. Everybody huh? rushing in line, going. Don't get me wrong. COVID nineteen mm-hmm. is okay. But it's people, okay. But people need to read of what. They putting in your arm. See, you got to go Wait. get a second opinion. It's like uh, like somebody want to do surgery. This on man you. said I'm a serious. second opinion. I mean, Listen, you have to give the second opinion. Ask your doctor. You think it's good for me to get this shot, man? I got high blood pressure. I'm weak and everything. I got asthma. Everybody rushing down there, getting this shot. Don't even know the side effects of it. We know the side effects of it. Well, you know, I'm not getting one. Well, you should. Put your mask on, please. You're right. I'm going to study. Put your damn mask. No, 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 no. You're right. Serious. Serious. Put your mask on because you, your your ass is contaminated. No, no, but they've been saying I mean, one thing. No, 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 no. But they've been saying about how they want to try to get the, 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 the black churches to, to get out to the people to get the shots. Now, that's all in fine, but they're not educating us on what the shot is. I've had the, what's I've, the, what's the possibility? I've had, I had no side effect. Okay, so you I had the Pfizer shot. I had no side effects. So the did you read first one it? or the second one? Did you read? Did you read upon it? I did read upon it. Oh, you just took your ass down and uh, waved well, the line like everybody so, else, so and they put some in your arm. Now you're gonna ask hey. me a question and then answer for oh, me. Well, go ahead. Again, yeah, yes. I mean, bruh. I mean, they provided all evidence for you. They, you said they. Where does it come from? What is research? Who do does the really, research? Do you, do you really think the president mm-hmm. got, got a COVID nineteen shot? Do I think what? Joe Biden? Yeah. You, you seen him do it. You, you think that was water? You think all this stuff got... You think that was water? You think that's why he got all this side effects. You, you think that was water? That's that's probably huh? why Joe Biden is so slow right now. That's yeah. why he's probably forgetting a whole lot of shit right now. Well, he, 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 hey, right he was fast to beat Trump. Yeah. 
Well, today we've got a lot to, to talk about to yes, we to, do. to uh to unpack honestly, seriously. Uh the this is day 3 of right. the uh state versus uh former officer Derek Chauvin and uh bi-weekly we always have on uh, the greatest um uh independent journalist there is round uh, Miss Georgia Ford to come on and, and talk about it with us. And so, of course, she's gracious with her presence this week. Miss Georgia Ford, please, welcome to the show. So much for having me. Of course. Uh, you guys are hilarious. It's uh, been <laughs> okay. fun to sit in and, and hear you guys bicker back yeah. and forth. This dude okay. is, uh, yeah. well, do you see what I do with every yeah. week? I mean, <laughs> good night. It's like my, my older son. Yeah, you know what, you know what, George? With all that great. Yeah, you know what, George, what we, what we talked about the last time he was on here, I think it was the first time we talked about the, the news anchors to be, Anchoring the uh, the coverage of George Floyd. Now mm-hmm. I see Channel Nine have a black anchor all day. Channel Five mm-hmm. and Channel Four. They all got affirmative action. Yeah, they, I, mean, yeah they all, I mean, I was kind of surprised. I, oh, I said they, they, they got all you know, because normal time you would see you know you would see uh, Caucasian people down there reporting on the actual story. You know, telling you exactly what happened. But now all the news stations is getting. I mean, even Court TV. I mean, I mean, even some of these That's national. That's how you Some of these national anchors, I mean, uh, uh, networks are putting African-American anchors up front to explain the actual trial, you know what I'm saying, to the people at all. And I was I was really surprised that Channel 4 that, uh, that had that. I mean, they, they had a Caucasian guy, but they kind of switched up in that in that following week. It was a African-American. You know, like, I'm so well, grateful Well, let's for that. just say they heard the people loud and clear this yes, summer during the uprising when uh, thousands of protesters were outside their studios uh, demanding that they do something different, especially, you know, you when you think about uh, WCCO, mm-hmm. which was employing, um, you know, the wife of the uh, police Crow. chief yeah. or the police union, yeah. you know, the president of the police union, his wife is the anchor who is reporting on a lot of issues relevant to police. And so uh, if you're supposed to be um, unbiased and, and mm-hmm. whatnot, how are you covering something that your spouse is so uh, deeply rooted in. It just didn't make sense. And when you looked at her coverage on issues uh, surrounding police, it definitely was slanted. So uh, we saw a lot of protests over the summer. And I think that uh, the stations here, they really want the viewership, Mm -hmm. right? And most corporations know now uh, that they have to prioritize diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to fill it in the bank. Um, we're going to be a country that is uh, majority minority here soon. Absolutely. And yep. they, they have to figure out a way to create a culture where we feel included, mm-hmm. where we want to be, where we want to work, or they're going to they're gonna lose out. No doubt about it. Uh, I think, um, honestly, they there's been some... Really riveting testimony. I think today um, was no exception. Uh, I think Christopher Martin, the young man, got on and um, just told exactly uh, verbatim what happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and they're and and thing about it, George is they're believable witnesses. I think uh, so. I think witness number two uh, was just absolutely horrible. The chick that worked at uh, SA. She was absolutely horrible. Why did you put her on? She couldn't remember nothing. She didn't. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm like, 
We're look. We're always so quick to be judgmental. Yeah, yeah I have to. Yeah, she was Georgia, what, but Georgia, she could have like to be in that seat. This is know, true on a trial this big, and I, I don't know. A lot of people were wondering if she was sober. Eggs, say hello, yeah. ding ding ding. Every single person <laughs> thought she was high. Exactly, Georgia. You you hit the nail on the head. So that's what I'm saying. When she came in that day, you cannot tell me that someone didn't say, "Damn." She don't look regular today. Good <laughs> night. And then you put her on the trial, put her on the stand. I would have said, Your Honor, can we recess? Let's get this chick some water or some food. Because mm-hmm. you could see something. Was, I didn't. I honestly didn't think she wasn't uh, was high. I just thought she was a horrible witness because she couldn't remember anything, Georgia. So that could have damaged the prosecution's case. Uh, she was horrible. Uh, I think uh, my boy Donnie. Um, I think he was great for the prosecution, but then I think uh, he over-answered a lot, and then that gave the defense a lot to pounce on, especially when he brought up the, the fact of uh, the body weight situation. The defense loved that. When he when Donnie went to describe it, how um, uh, um, in his field, how one could um, uh, Put less pressure, even though you're on top of a person, could put less pressure as uh, as you want to on your opponent or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so the defense pounced on that. And so if I'm that, it, you only need one. So if I'm that one juror, the defense made a very valid point when he kept honing in. Okay, well you can you can uh, um, I I forget the word he was using, but he was saying you can uh, control your body weight. You can control your body weight. So that one juror, if they understand. Now, under, now can understand. Well, think. I mean, that was murder. That's no doubt about it. But then you can get that one juror, Georgia, that could think. Okay, well, maybe Chauvin didn't know what he was doing. Um, you know, he he did shift his body weight. Some some BS like that. But you only need one juror. I think he's reaching. I I just he definitely's you, reaching. When you look at the footage that we've all seen, and and today, I mean, just watching. Every single piece of footage from all of the body cameras uh, was very difficult. We even saw emotional response from one of the jurors who just couldn't take it anymore. And so I, I definitely think that the defense is reaching for any little thing that they can. And so far, I'll be honest, I don't think that they've done a good job. Um, I, I don't you know, I don't want to say that we know exactly how this is going to go or that like the prosecution has it in the bag. That's not what I'm saying. But so far, I don't think that the defense has had any compelling moments uh, during cross-examination. But what I do think we need to be concerned about is not their cross-examination of the state's witnesses. I think what we need to be concerned about is when the defense is able to uh, call in their witnesses because they're going to have people who are, cocked, ready, and loaded to go all the way in on what they believe the the true cause of death is. And so that is when, if you think you've been angry or emotional or traumatized throughout these last three days, wait till the defense starts calling their witnesses in. No doubt about it. It's going to be some triggering things. So, you know, the thing that I've I've noticed is watching these last few days, I didn't watch day one, actually, I watched yesterday and today, um, is that the prosecution is doing a really good job um, trying to, what I think is, elic- uh, you know, elicit a very emotional response 
That's what their goal is. It's it's to get the jurors to feel very emotional about what's going on. Now, from my perspective, trying to be completely as as unbiased as you can. I mean, you can't take away all biases. The thing that comes back to me, I'm I'm a very big justice guy, right? Like I think that the criminal justice system has a very specific intent and and sometimes we fall short of the goal sometimes sometimes that's what i personally believe so i think to me the person that the prosecution is trying to make on trial is george floyd they're trying to put him on trial that you have an emotional response that you see things from george floyd's perspective but the reality is this is a trial against Derek Chauvin. Absolutely. And so I think the defense has not done a good job trying to refocus, and maybe they will when, when they present their witnesses, that this, you know, having this emotional response and, and feeling the empathy that any human being that has a beating heart should feel for Mr. Floyd losing his life, this trial is not about Mr. Floyd. I know he is the victim, but the trial is about Derek Chauvin and whether or not Without a reasonable doubt, he has committed second-degree or third-degree murder. And I think that from my perspective, when I look at, okay, all the body cam footage, right, it's laying out this narrative. And I talked – I had a friend call me two nights ago, Republican, and she said, I'm so torn because I don't see why other people would have any type of feeling that Chauvin is at all innocent. And I said, wait, wait, Mm -hmm. what do you you mean? And so that's why it's so interesting that – that the narrative that the that the state is laying out is really pulling people emotionally, but you got to remember that it's not supposed to be that way. I mean, I understand that this is how trials work, but in my opinion, we need to know, you know, that the jurors uh, are actually being given information that is relevant to the charges in front of them, and that shouldn't be as influenced by emotions. But that's just what people, human beings, are. But that's what I'm saying. I. I because I was talking even with my with my mother-in-law who works in law enforcement and she said that people at the department were actually like crying and sobbing today, right? And that that narrative of look at all these things that could have been changed, but we're not looking at the the actual charges. So that's what I'll be interested to see if the defense is able to kind of refocus or try and change or, or move that to show that, okay, here's what the charges are and what this jury's charged with is deciding beyond a reasonable doubt is he guilty of these charges laid before him and and i think that's going to be the hardest part of this when it comes to an emotional yeah it's a slam dunk because we all feel and we see and we hear him saying the things that he said that elicits that emotional response but when it comes to was this second degree was this third degree that's the part that i think is very difficult going to be difficult for the state to prove georgia i i disagree i think that the state is laying a foundation right now. We're in day three. And uh, to be frank, I, I don't think that there's a way to take emotions out of this particular case. When you have camera footage of a man being killed in broad daylight, you're going to have an emotional response, uh, regardless if you're talking about facts or if you're just making, you know, observations. So I think that uh, so far the prosecution has uh, has laid a very strong foundation here, opening uh, with the witnesses that they opened with. They had a whole day pretty much of just minors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that even by itself has um, an emotional pull for people, uh, people who feel empathetic 
traumatic for nine-year-old Judea, who I actually had the chance to interview yesterday after she uh, got off the stand um, and and meeting her and seeing how this has impacted her. Mm. And uh, just knowing, listen, this nine-year-old girl begged her family, can I go to the store? You know how kids do. Yeah, uh, take me to yeah. the store. I yeah. want to go to the store. Let's go to the store. Can you take me to the store? Finally, her 17-year-old cousin gave in and brought her to the store. And so to think that the only reason why we know about George Floyd, the only reason why we saw that video is because a nine-year-old pestered her 17-year-old cousin to take her to the store. And that's the only reason why her cousin was there Correct, yeah. to pull out her cell phone, right? Yeah. So it's going to be very difficult to remove each emotions because of the amount of bystanders because of the uh the racial dynamics because this was a white officer killing a black man mm-hmm. who was unarmed again and the fact that this is a community that has been traumatized over and over and over again and the, that the judicial system even when it has been proven the facts even when it has been proven the charges that there's still uh, officers who have not been charged so i, I mm-hmm. think I think that um, on day three is going to be hard to say that the prosecution has failed to prove that Derek Chauvin has committed second degree murder or second degree manslaughter or third degree uh, murder. I think that we're going to get there. I hope that we're going to get there. We'll see if we're going to get there. Uh, But to be honest, I am, you know, with the defense and and how they've kind of taken a backseat these last few days, you know, it will be interesting to see if they can refocus. Uh, But I I guarantee you they're leading with and they they gave us this foresight when um, we heard the opening statements, the defense. Their only card that they're playing is the cause of death. What is the cause of death? Yes. And and they're banking on the fact that they can have someone come in and and try to uh, convince that jury that Derek Chauvin died of an overdose, that he died of, of health issues. And, and their biggest piece of evidence to try to prove that is going to be that previous arrest when George Floyd swallowed drugs. And they're going to play it up and, and they're going to, to try to paint this picture that shows that every time Derek show uh, every time that George Floyd got stopped mm-hmm. by the police, he swallowed drugs, and that mm-hmm. put him at risk of having a stroke mm-hmm. or a heart attack. And so they're going to try to prove in, in whatever medical way they can, forensics uh, that they anything that they can to show that the cause of death was something other than. Derek Chauvin having his knee on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds, including more than four minutes after George Floyd was unresponsive. Yep. You know what, George, you, I mean, you, you was so exactly right. When I was watching the, 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 the prosecutor laying out there, they're actually case. They kept on showing the actually, you know, um, video of everything. Cause the video speaks for itself. So that would happen. But like you said that the prosecutor have a Trump card, because right now they letting everybody people may have a different a different you know the jury may have a different out view a look view of it I think they heard the prosecutor side now they want to hit the defense the defense side like you said was drugs was the problem I mean he was known to squallow drugs that too jurors may look at that in a whole nother different way no hey probably that probably was his I'm saying his actually you know cause of death so right now the uh the people have what? Se- I'm saying, people have sympathy right now. If you if you really watch the case, they have they have they have everybody have a lot of sympathy. But then now, when the defense comes out, 
You know, because we don't know what card they're playing with now. Did you say the word squalor? That's when you lost me, when you said the word squalor. <laughs> well, when you said squalor, well, when you said squalor drugs, he lost me that. No, but, <laughs> but actually, but actually, serious that when he, uh, you know, ingested drugs, I must say, like you said, he had a, he had a past history. It's, it's like, you know, going to trial, your you past know, can come you back. You know, dope boys do that. They yep. do that so that they don't get arrested. Exactly. And, and swallow the drugs. And, exactly. and not only that, though, George, here's, here's a couple of points. I'm glad you brought that up. That was a point I was going to make with you, too. Because I think the defense almost did themselves in. Trying to bring up the point, the the fact that the police was called, that, that those officers, a veteran officer, seen him ingesting drugs. And you didn't immediately, at that point, call 911, suggests to me that you weren't worried about his life because you've seen him ingest drugs, all right? And then they went to talking about how much how, how much of the methamphetamines uh, 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 that he had in him, which could have been a lot. And as I think the great point that Blackwell made was for drug users, that's not a lot. Th- that's not something that an average, that uh, someone that, a new user like myself would probably kill me or overdose, but a constant user does not. I.e., hint, uh, former drug users, sometimes, a lot of times, when they get off of drugs, look how their body starts breaking down, right? So I think that the the defense can't would be dumb to go back to try to use the fact that uh, uh, that they seen that he ingests drugs and, and that's his M.O. And, and in fact, I, I think that if you... If they're gonna go down that rabbit hole, um, which they are, <laughs> well, well, then that, that, that's silly to think that you're gonna fi- listen. The defense, I just think that the only good point they made, only good point, was the fact that, and the, the, was the the body weight shifting the body weight, right? But he's really he's really a, a smug. Well, I'm just saying, George, you only need one. So I think that that was a good point. You can't dispute it. It it, it could be a good point. But the reality is you can't dispute the fact that after George Floyd became unresponsive. He never let up. You you had bystanders who were saying, check his pulse, who were saying, get up. How long are you going to stay on him? For more than four minutes, George Floyd was unresponsive, Mm -hmm. not saying anything, not moving. So, I mean, is it realistic to think that once you have somebody calm and you know, quote unquote, complying after 30 seconds, then do you get up after 60 seconds? How long? Four and a half minutes. You stay there. You stay there. When the paramedics come to check his pulse, got to tap you off of his knee on the neck. Yeah. Come on. The, the, the paramedics come and bring a gurney. You got a nine year old who said that Derek Chauvin didn't get up until the paramedics asked them. They said, how did they, how did they ask him? She said they asked him nicely. And then he, finally got up no I, right? I, so I, I think it it you know and the the reality of it is is the prosecution and these you know yes it has an emotional response when you see it but the reality is this footage is evidence and it is facts and it is proof of second degree and third degree and so we've seen it from the sidewalk we've seen it from the surveillance mm-hmm. above across the street we've seen it from the front we've seen it from the back we've seen it from the side we've seen i mean today we've seen every single angle that you can see you mm-hmm. can't dispute the fact that the man had his knee on george floyd yeah. see but here's four and a half minutes after the man Stop, no, like I, he was unresponsive. Absolutely. So I, the, the, I, you know, absolutely. the reality of this case, uh, you guys, is 
if Derek Chauvin gets off, mm. racism is still, it's more alive than it ever than has been. It's more alive than what it was during, you know, Jim Crow. That's just the reality of it. If we don't see a conviction in this case, the evidence is undeniable. It's hard, true facts. It doesn't, you know, the fact if he had drugs in his system, it did not cause his death. Who was that last witness that that testified? He had the white glasses on. He was good. I mean, oh, he was. I missed. Him. I mean, yeah. He was I mean, a, uh, the, uh, the he was elder, a, the elder man. Yeah, he was. He. I mean, oh, McMullen, yeah, Charles McMullen. He was. I mean, he was excellent. I mean, he laid that. I mean, he laid that that thing. He laid everything out exactly what the footage was saying. He was talking, telling the officers that, and then they got him talking to um, Chavez uh, afterwards. Yeah. afterwards when he was getting into the actual squad car. Now he, now he was. I mean, the prosecutor, he was excellent. I mean, he and was you, good. And you know, the point I, I think too is what the defense is 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 very whack at trying to prove. They're trying to prove how the crowd was so hostile and they were intimidating. They were so damn hostile and intimidating that you didn't move one <laughs> damn inch. You didn't even adjust your damn glasses. You stood with that callous look on your face for nine minutes and 29 seconds. You were so in such fear for your life. And when I heard that, I said, is that really where the defense is going? Because that's whack. You cannot tell me. Even when you seen a guy step off, uh, on, uh, uh, off the sidewalk onto the street, you didn't move. You didn't let up. <laughs> At this point, it just looks like Eric Nelson is showing up to get a check. I think so. <laughs> so, so I think so, said, for real, for real. things that are interesting. At, so. at this point, what, what did uh, Marshawn Lynch say? I'm just here so I don't get fined. You said two things that are super interesting to me. So the, the first one is you, you kind of explained that for you that there is so much overwhelming evidence that not having a guilty conviction is, you know, proof of something else. And the thing that's interesting to me about that perspective is that if justice is a foregone conclusion, and this is something I've, I've noticed throughout trials um, going back through history, if justice of someone's belief of this is justice is a foregone conclusion, then why even have a trial? And so here, here's my well, issue. Just, I mean, just, just follow me here. I hear you, but I'm mean, just saying common sense sometimes is common sense. No, though. but it's not though. It, so, so that's the that's the legal problem. evidence. Legal evidence is common sense. No, it's not. So, yes, it is. So you can have a million different videos from a million different ways, but the the idea behind second and third degree and also second degree manslaughter is that you have to be able to prove the intention, right? So that's the issue that that I find is that. You have to be able to specifically show the intention. Was the intention to cause great bodily harm that led to death? Was the intention to commit felony murder? He said so. He said he was a wait, big wait, guy. Just Look, I, think, I think you have a great point. Here's my question to you, sir. Yeah. Listen, when Derek Chauvin had that knee on George Floyd's neck, and he was hollering out for his mama, and I can't breathe, and I'm claustrophobic, and all of these things, then all of a sudden he shut up. So at that point, what is your intent as a peace officer, someone who is su supposed to uphold the law and protect and serve? What is your intent in that moment? Okay, 30 seconds go by. He ain't said nothing. Okay, 60 seconds go by. He hasn't said anything. Now what is your intent? Because if your intent at the moment when you, when you pulled him out the squad, because he was in the squad, and then they pulled him out, and they got him on the ground, and they were saying that their intent was to what? Get him to calm down so they could get him in the car. 
So then now once he's calm, he's not saying anything. Now the intent has to change Mm -hmm. because if that was your intent, once you have him under control, quote unquote, then you should be moving on to what? Put him in the squad and move on with the process. Give the man the ticket, take him to jail or whatever you're going to do. So at some point, if Derek Chauvin didn't have ill intent, when he originally put his his knee on George Floyd's neck, at some point that had to shift because you can't tell me that after four and a half minutes of someone being quiet and not yes. saying anything and not moving, not moving, that your intent is still to get this guy under control and to get him in the squad. Word. No, your intent has changed, sir. At, at some point, maybe 30 seconds, 60 seconds, the guy ain't said nothing. You could get up and go about what your true intent was was and so i think that when you talk about uh having to prove intent it is in those minutes you sit still for four and a half minutes and see how long that is to not hear someone say anything to not feel a person move and to remain there so it's in those moments that derek chauvin made a decision to not get up and so his intent changed so at some point he he has Go so, ahead. so the issue with, with defining that as the specific intent is two things. One, you have to know what the policy is, and two, you have to know the mindset. And the only way to know the mindset is either if he testifies and he says it, or if others say, here is a, a set of circumstances that show that there is this type of intentionality on a regular and consistent basis. Can, but that's, that's can I, can I say this? Can I, say this? Can I just doubt. say this? That's the issue. If somebody's <laughs> drinking and driving, they're held accountable, even though like you, their mindset, right? At, at some point, you can didn't you prove mindset? That's right. That's true. How that's can we even be in the minds of the jurors, right? You can't be inside of anybody's mind. I agree. And so the, but that's the reality why when you're on trial, is, you have to prove beyond Derek Chauvin help. made a decision. His decision What's had repercussions and consequences. And so in those four and a half minutes when he chose to keep his knee on George Floyd's neck after he was unresponsive, that was a decision that he made that he has to be held accountable for. So and that, Joe, that's, that's hold, the thing. I saw, I, when I watched all four of the body cam videos, right, that they're showing today at the trial, the thing that I saw from Lane's videos, he turned his watch around and he was at his feet, right? And he kept on doing something to his foot and he was mentioning breathing and pulse. So this is what I'm saying is that... And did Chauvin respond? Did they check his pulse? Did they, did he ever move? But let, let me just say but this. I'm, saying, I hear I I'm, I'm, but saying, here's how, I'm not trying to be devil's here's, advocate. Here's I'm literally intent. saying based off of what I saw, here, I didn't know. And that's going to be the question is, was was there any... Were there any officers using any technique? No. They weren't, but, they weren't but, trying but to help they him. they haven't said that, yes or no yes, is what ha- I'm saying. Let, let me finish, bro. Sure. Dr. Michael Biden proved that for you. What do you mean? He, just let me, let me finish. He said... That because they were on his legs, the the bottom of his legs, the middle of his legs, and his neck, he would have died anyway because he had no air flowing from any place. What do you mean? What do you mean? They cut no, off no, his circulations. No, no, he no, said no, each no. off. What my understanding is that, that Dr. There, Mike, was, there was a blood choke versus an air choke. Oh, stop. And that, who, who, that, that there was not pressure being applied to his chest. And that's so the other thing. Let me stop you. Yeah, let, yeah. Just let me stop you. He's going to he's gonna try to use the 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 um, state toxicologist and, um, and um, uh, what do you call the guy? Emmy. Uh, uh, Emmy, thank you. Um, 
when that was taken totally out of context. He did not say that there wasn't um, that he didn't see, that he didn't die from asphyxiation. He didn't say that. He was saying that he didn't notice the bruising on the side uh, on the outside of the neck, which doesn't the prove trench. anything. Yeah. And now here's the other thing, uh, uh, Georgia. We know the intent of this cop because Chauvin, a week prior to that, hit a, uh, uh, one of our our, our uh, city's star athletes with his vehicle, broke the young man's leg. We also know that he had shot. And in 2018, 2017, 2014, two people, both mm-hmm. both uh, uh, a native and a black man. So we know that this guy is a dirty cop. So the intent, this is the intention of this guy. We know that by evidence, too, that this guy goes around harassing these harassing, two people. Yeah, so, I mean, people. Georgia, th- th- we know that this is a dirty cop. So the intent, uh, and look at the look on this damn face. I mean, let's get be real, you know Georgia. What? He, when he, the he, paramedic comes to check his pulse, yes. explain to me why Derek Chauvin still had Why you didn't get up there? When he had to, why does he have to tap you yeah. to get yeah. up so that he can, they can pick, come on now. You I mean, what, Chavis, Chavis, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you, know no, what, you know what? Chavez been getting away with a whole lot of shit for, for a real? long no, time. No, that's the truth. And he shit. thought, yeah. he thought he was going to get away with this one. But this one backfired. Yeah, you know, I hope, I mean, it, I I hope mean, it did. I mean, serious, it actually backfired so hard, the city and their attorneys got into one damn room. See, the, the issue, the I'm second serious. issue that I wanted to bring up, and, and you already mentioned it, And then you it, were right? saying was, was the intent. See, a lot of people don't know, understand what the word intent means. Intent means if I come home and find my significant other or whoever in bed with someone else. And like Georgia said... My intention. No, that's no, no crime no, of no, passion is no, different. No, no, I'm serious. But my intention. That is stupid. I'm saying my intention is to go ahead on and do us somebody harm. I mean that my that's my intention. So if I'm sitting there just choking the hell out of her, <laughs> knowing I should have stopped, and she said, "I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Let me go home. I can't breathe." I'm serious enough. If I choose not to not to actually stop, I knew what I was doing. You telling me to stop. You he telling me to stop, and I'm staying just just choking her. This just choking her. I knew exactly what I was doing. But I think Chavez has been getting away with a whole lot of shit for so long. Yeah, Georgia. And, and, and that might be true. But the second part that I wanted to ask, right, is you said that possibly, possibly, right, that if he, if there's not a guilty conviction, this is just proof positive that we are as systemically and as terribly racist as we've ever been and blah, blah, blah. So the, the problem that I have with that statement, okay, <laughs> is that, that again, I'm, I'm trying, I'm not being devil's advocate. I'm, I'm, I believe that, our justice system has to work a certain way. If we have no faith in our justice system, I know there's people that believe that there shouldn't be faith in the justice system. Then we don't have a country. If we don't, well, we don't just, have a country, bro. Come country. on. But just hear How does saying. a black man saying. say that when so, you know that ju- black folks just, don't get just, real just justice? If, I if, hear if you, but we, if we can't, where you guys get this? If, if we can't, <laughs> if we can't believe. If we can't believe you, that at the rhyme, end of this, you remind me of uh, Candace Owens, if, by the way. Well. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I take that as a compliment. If but was, if, if, I mean, if, yeah, if at they the love. End of the day, listen, they at the end Candace. of the day, I believe, and and this is with every trial that occurs. There are times, you know, my dad he got busted, he went to jail, right? And in in his his defense, would your dad have got the same time as his white counterpart? In in this case, hell no. In, in this case, I don't know. But here, but here's what I'll say. Please, here's, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. 
is that I believe that if you believe a foregone conclusion has to exist before you go to trial, you're on the wrong side of understanding how justice works. Oh, stop, bro. You have to be able to accept the outcome, and if you don't like the outcome, on, then you have a legal process oh, okay. of recourse. You live, hey, dude, dude, that's when I you believe, look out your window, does unicorns and sorcerers still you know roam for around your crib? Or for worse, Get man. out of here, bro. If well, listen, was, we have a guest. If, if, if it was down <laughs> south, if it was down <laughs> south, if that would have been a... A black cop had his knee on a white boy. They probably would have hung his ass. He probably been been hung. It probably wouldn't have been on no, the way to no, jail. Yeah, no trial at all. See, all this stuff is just a puppet let, let move. Me, let me ask you this: yeah. Why why was no one ever convicted for the murders of Clayton Jackson and McGee, the three black circus workers who were sure lynched was. in Duluth, Minnesota, in nineteen twenty? Because it was nineteen twenty. After a doctor proved that Irene Tuskin sure. was lying yeah. when she said that uh, they raped her. Really? Why, why did they never get justice? Why was no one ever charged with? their murder and so for for someone and i'm not just going to say you because mm -hmm. i know other people share the same views that you you share but to say that we're going into the judicial process with a preconceived notion of what the outcome should be mm -hmm. and we don't have a country because of it i mean history repeats itself all the and time. there has been no huge change in our judicial system not at all. from back then not well, at all. So this system white, white has failed white, black people over and over so and over them. again, again. Well, and, and the reason we being want to. is because we want our to. system is designed. Mm -hmm. You talk about having a jury of your peers. Uh, we see, we saw the jury selection process for the first time here in Minnesota, but I'll tell you, it's not the first time I've seen jury mm -hmm. selection. I've, I've covered dozens of criminal trials, dozens of murder trials, and oftentimes what happens is they hand-select people, oh, and not don't. because they're being fair, unbiased, or going into this with you know no preconceived notion. No, um, the prosecution has has an agenda mm -hmm. and that's to get a conviction mm -hmm. and the defense has an agenda which is to get their defense off and so or their defendant off and so at the end of the day everybody's going in trying to handpick who they feel is going to further their objective and oftentimes you get white jurors Correct. from rural areas Correct. who do have biases and even mm -hmm. though they can get up and answer the questions the right way and even if they answer them the wrong way we saw during this jury selection process that mm -hmm. if you're talking about blue lives matter and black lives matter and not being favorable or unfavorable, how do we have people on this jury who, who do have biases and mm -hmm. they were upfront and honest about those biases. So let's not talk about, Oh, going into the process with, and just, you know, being unbiased and uh, the, the, you know, the, the process has to determine the outcome. This process has failed black and Brown communities Play over and over. Situation and over again and so As they um, would say. when you said when you said earlier like if we already think that that person is guilty then why do we even have to have a trial mm -hmm. i mean yeah our country should be asking ourselves about this system what would we that do then? we have What's created the alternative? that allows a person to be considered innocent when we all watched them Mm -hmm. Kill somebody no in broad daylight. No we doubt. We all saw it. If we all saw it. So and if we I, got I, video, then I, we I, don't need a trial? I don't. Yeah, come, come on, on now. Stop. Say, Georgia, what do. Uh, <laughs> That's evidence. We, Video I, is evidence. I'm, sit, I'm, sitting, evidence. I'm sitting here with uh, uh, Pollyanna, I guess, at the end of the table. Some, but evidently. What do you, uh, what do you see? Uh, what's expected the next couple of days in the trial? 
I mean, we're going to continue to hear more testimony from uh, key witnesses, and uh, these are going to be uh, the state's witnesses, so the state is going to continue to bring uh, people forward. Uh, we saw them transition today from uh, bystanders, people who saw what was happening. We saw them transition into a lieutenant was the last person who was on the stand today. So now uh, they're, they're kind of moving on from eyewitnesses, people who are there on the ground, and they're going to start talking to uh, their experts, uh, people who can help support, uh, you know, what they're trying to prove here, uh, and including the Hennepin County Medical Examiner, which I think is going to be key mm -hmm. in negating whatever it is that the defense is going to try to say about the cause of death, uh, because they're calling the Hennepin County Medical Examiner as uh, one of their witnesses. And then uh, we probably won't get to it this week, uh, but as the state starts to wrap up their their uh, list of witnesses, they will be calling uh, a character witness, um, which will be a relative of George Floyd. I believe it will be his sister. And so we'll get to learn more even about uh, the drug use, um, why he started using drugs. Um, and, and I think one thing that was very powerful that the state uh, brought up was that George Floyd struggled with opioid use like so many other Americans. Uh, it's a crisis that many people have have suffered with. So they're going to give a deeper context to like where that stemmed from. Uh, was there something that he was coping with? So I think that's kind of what we can expect over the next week or so. And you'll be on top of it like you have been. You know, uh, seriously, uh, let's tell everybody where they can find, because uh, you stream it every day, too, uh, as, as well as um, uh, your interviews. So where can they find your stream? Uh, just if you go to my website, georgiafort.com, uh, you can find all of my social links there. And then the actual live stream of the trial is on Facebook, my Facebook page. And they can also hear you on what local radio station? KMOJ, and then uh, through Ampers, any of the Ampers affiliates uh, statewide. Georgia, we certainly appreciate you. You keep it real, and and, and man, who knew that you, you, she gets hyped too. You don't talk, you don't mess with sisters, right? <laughs> she gets hyped. No, it definitely was a, a fun conversation, and I appreciate hearing different perspectives. Uh, but I, you know, am a person who is. Uh, seated in in truth and you know I think that it's something that you should stand up for so but I appreciate hearing other perspectives um even when they're different than my own and wrong but you're you right absolutely Georgia that's okay no you don't have to I mean you have to I don't yeah, that's okay Georgia Georgia thank you so much we'll be looking forward to your next report from us thank you so much tonight Georgia appreciate thank you. you for having me you're have welcome always always Woo. Well, well, it, it, listen, I think that, uh, I mean, it is, uh, that's why we asked you here tonight, because it is a different, I mean, although you are a Republican, you know, this, you still have a, a, a different view of this Republican and, and me as a Democrat. And so, uh, and I'm just saying that it has nothing to do with parties, but I mean, I, yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, there's a different perspective, but, uh, I think that it, for me, um, I think justice is 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 always different to uh each individual. Uh AK justice has always been different for black folks. Always been different for black folks. From 1920 to 2020, 2021, the justice system still doesn't work for black folks. 
especially poor black folks and even poor white folks. So so here here's the deal, right? Is that I hear what you're saying and, and I understand that narrative. The problem It's that, not a narrative, it's the truth, bro. The reason why I say it's a narrative is because when I look at statistics and I look across the variables, there's one thing that continues to show up to me is that it is true that without proper fair representation, it is very difficult to navigate our legal system. And I 100% agree with that. But I think that it is a socioeconomic issue more than a racial issue in our modern era. Stop. And so, so, so check this out. This is what I honestly believe. And, and I'm not trying to make myself sound pious at all, okay? I'll be okay with whatever the outcome of the case is even if I disagree with it. And the reason why I think it's interesting is because you, you, you're, you definitely, for sure, but you might be a little bit too young, O.J. Simpson trial. I'm, I'm only 42. I know. Yeah. Right, so you were young. 1995, I watched it every single day. But, okay, so you actually did watch it. Okay. On so, CSNBC. Right, right. So I wasn't old enough, right, because I was, I was 11. Yeah, and, you're 30, and, and, so you weren't old yeah, enough. I, I didn't give a crap. Yeah. Because I was 11. I was, you know, doing 11-year-old stuff. Yeah. But watching back history and understanding the dynamics around the O.J. Simpson case, the outcome, right, was not accepted by a lot of white Americans. It became this racial thing. Why, though? And a lot of black Americans said, I accept this outcome. So here's the thing that's interesting to me is that, that I, knowing what happened, I accept the outcome. And so I've said to people... You have to accept the outcome if you believe that justice wasn't served, then we have legal recourse to go and, and, and to try and get wrongful convictions overturned. But that's my perspective. So the thing that I think is interesting is that regardless of how this trial turns out, I will accept the outcome. But I think it's hard to say that people that are so fervently on the other side, they will not accept the outcome. Man, 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 you know what, man? White folks have been doing this for, man, you know what, OJ, it's good you brought that up. You know, yeah. them cops set that man up. Put the glove, put me, put the glove over there, tampering with evidence, everything. But that's but why, that's say, why he was found not guilty. No, 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 no. They you know why he was found not because guilty? Because they tried to hang no. him. Oh, stop. Because oh, no. justice they, was served. No, oh, yeah, okay. To, but okay, if you okay. ask the Nicole Simpson Brown family, they now, say they justice just, wasn't served. Hey, they tried to hang him listen, up, listen, up until Johnny Cochran got to the goddamn You want to be, you want to be Pollyanna, but I'm Johnny Cochran is a... Let's be a great attorney. If you guys are... One of the best. Rest in peace. If you're sitting here watching, if you're watching Georgia Ford and watching the three of us, you should have been on some of these websites. You should have been going to Cultivated CBD. That's right. Cultivated That's CBD. CBD. You should have went and seen some of their great products because yes, while do. you're sitting watching us, you could be rubbing an old, uh, uh, old achy, achy yeah, yeah, yeah. wound or achy uh, a bone yeah. and so trying go, their great flowers too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Some so of their great the, flowers, So yes. go to their website right now Cultivated and CBD. check them out. What about the Webber Mark? The, the Webber Mark. Because if you're, you've uh, got your little flower and now you're telling you might get the munchies. Yep. So then you go to the Webermart. It's on. It's at seventeen oh one forty fourth Avenue North. Hey, they even have a Western Union. In there. Yeah, Western Union. It's, it's almost a one stop yeah. shop. It's a one stop shop. Nice, clean, hot coffee. The manager there is fantastic. He's great. Kevin great is guy. great. That the owner. Kevin is a great guy. And then if you're hungry tonight, you should go to the Queen. What Queen? Arrow Queen. The Arrow Queen. queen. That's Absolutely. Right. Check it out. And uh, uh, give them a call. I tell you, the food is fantastic. Food is fantastic. Will enjoy you, it. And you were here. You loved yeah. it. Yes, oh, the egg roll yep. queen. I, I yep. went since I've been here to egg roll queen and got me some egg roll. See, there you go. That's what we wanted. The egg roll queen. That's what we we're talking about. No, I, listen. Uh, in the, in a few minutes that we got, guys. Um, 
Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've been glued to. I mean, I, I can't say glued because I've, you know, been working. I've missed a, uh, a little bit of it. And now, tomorrow morning, don't forget to check me out on Court TV. I'll be on Court TV at eight thirty in the morning. Court TV at eight thirty in the morning. Court TV. That's Court TV. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Court TV. Me too. Uh, no, you won't. Nigga. I won't be on Court TV too. <laughs> um, okay, but no, seriously, I'll be on uh, Court TV right. um, for one of my other gigs that I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but we're talking the the Chauvin trial, obviously. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm gonna stay uh, as as glued as I can to the two uh, to watch what continues to unfold. Uh, I do think the prosecution so far has put on a good case. I think the the prosecution lawyers are not good. I think Blackwell, the white dude, is like, oh, he. Uh, but I guess I see, and that's the thing about the O.J. Simpson trial is you're looking for the flashy lawyers, yeah. not necessarily flashy, but you know, you're looking for more, right? You know what? But I think in that in that O.J. Simpson trial that like where's you know, Marsha Clark yeah, when you need? I it? mean, I mean, the prosecutor was him, <laughs> Chris but, Darden. Oh man, but Johnny Carkin, man, he, I mean, he was talking oh. to the jury like 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 we talking. I no, mean, and, and 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 keep it at one hundred. No, you're absolutely right, bro. That's I mean, I got because I didn't know about the work that he did prior to O.J. Mm-hmm, right? Sure. Um, for Michael and the, and the uh, uh, Black Panthers and things like that, he's been steeped in civil rights work that uh, Johnny did. But Johnny, no doubt about it, set OJ free mm-hmm. with the greatest words that's ever uttered in a courtroom, mm-hmm. ever. If they if it doesn't fit, you must, must quit. You must quit. That was it. That Barnon won the case because he out he was also outsmarting the prosecution. You know how the way if you've ever seen how the you everyone I hope everyone's seen how he baited them mm-hmm. into putting on this glove that they knew that they should have known mm-hmm. that the blood shrunk the glove or whatever the moisture of the glove absorbed shrunk the glove and then when OJ got to being Michael Myers and showing it you know but to keep it real just like for me I'm not ashamed to say it um, AK black folks acquitted OJ because of Michael Jackson. Because of James Brown, because of pre previous black uh, celebrities and black uh, black folks that have been punished by the judicial system because of the color of their skin, mm-hmm. um, because listen, there was credible evidence that proved this is a black man, and, you, and no one's gonna tell you that I'm a blacky whitey. No one's gonna call me a sambo. I, I don't, you know, not to my face anyway. But you know, <laughs> um, there was very incredibly. There's no way the the blood. Droppings in the behind. Mm. What it took? It took a genius to say, "Wait a minute, I'm gonna set this dude up, but I'm gonna take some of his blood mm-hmm. and go behind that. I'm gonna drip it here, drip it here, drip it here, drip it here." No, but you see how Mark pleaded the fifth on everything. Well, but see, that's what <laughs> yeah. that's what a good, great lawyer like Cochran mm-hmm. and Shapiro did. Mm-hmm. This racist can taint everything. Mm-hmm. That racist could taint everything, and that's the thing about Chauvin. I his demeanor, his racism. His uh, bad, pre- well, his previous behavior won't come into play. They, they won't mention that, but uh, could could do him in. Um, you've got black people on this jury, black men on this jury, jury, excuse me. That that I, I think that probably have experienced or know someone that experienced a, a, a situation with a black man. Uh, Ak, you ever been pulled over? I, I, I'm not being oh, funny. Of course, I've been pulled over. Okay, yeah. uh, and how were you treated? Honestly, I've been treated well. Only I time that I was treated have. poorly, <laughs> I was 18. I was in Minneapolis. Me and my friend, you know, my best friend growing up, white kid, and we got pulled over, uh, and I was in the passenger seat. They took him out. They put him in the back, 
and like he was standing out by the back and the back window was open mm-hmm. and he straight up he was like so what are you doing out here and he's like this is my best friend he's like bullshit he's like what are you doing hanging out with that nigger he's mm. like are you guys dealing drugs and I heard that and I was like yo and he was like no like for real this is my best friend he's like white cop yeah yeah two white cops now this was this is like 2001 but my friend 2001 was, I know my friend was like yo man this dude like straight dropped the n-bomb I was like I, I heard it man and then, you know, they let us go or whatever. But then here's a crazy thing. Like, four months later, I got pulled over in Northeast, not too far from here, okay? I was driving a van with no with license plate from another vehicle with expired tabs. I did not have a driver's license. I got pulled over. I had a drunk kid in the back seat, like a 20-year-old dude, and I was driving him. Cop pulled me over, and he was like, license, whatever. And I was like, oh, I ain't got it. And then he was like, what's your name, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm just going to shoot you straight. I ain't got a driver's license. And I was like, this ain't my car. And I'm I'm like, I'm like two blocks away. And he looks at me, white cop, and he goes, all right, I, you know, been drinking, blah, blah, blah. You didn't smell no booze. He's like, you got any drugs in there? I'm like, I ain't got nothing, man. Like, literally just driving this drunk dude home. And he's like, I'm going to let you go. But he's like, if I see you, I'm going to pull you over. So not all cops are bad. We know that. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. And we deserve, the city, yeah. the state deserves a police department, a good police department. Yeah. I would never, listen, we know I got this gas from my head that I took from Minneapolis police. So for a long time, I was anti-police. Sure. But I'm a father. I wasn't, a, well, I, did I have, yeah, I was a father then. But I had just, you know, I had, because I knew how officers treated you, I still worry when I get pulled over. Yep. See, but I carry. I carry. Okay, Negro. And people yeah. tell me, they're like, I can't, like, I had this big argument, but, the, you know, the, this family member of mine, she, she uh, not family, but family friend, and she was like, well, you better be lucky. And I said, listen, I said, I, I understand but the Why does she mean exists. you better be lucky? Why? Because she thought that, like, it was stupid for me to carry being a black man in Minnesota. Oh. And I'm like, that's ridiculous to me. But that, and she's a white lady, but she's married to a black man, and she has, you know, a bunch of black kids. But she has just a different perspective. Biracial. And, biracial <laughs> no just yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah but she has a bunch of kids and and her perspective is that it's like i got a target on my back and 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 i know and i know statistics, and you don't think that's true no because the statistics don't show it bro oh, see, you know what you read you, you tell, i know anecdotally you know you, i can find you know a what, anecdotally anecdotally but statistics don't bear this out is, man. You, you can't this ain't football i only you, i love stats when it comes to football this ain't football you cannot believe in those statistics i mean you know that's you true know, john for some tonight reason, we agree yeah, yeah and for some reason these 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 white cops got a thing for niggas they ain't i mean I mean, it ain't too many Mexicans that they that they, they messing with. It ain't too many Somalians that they messing with. There is. They ain't messing with too many Indians and the Arabs. It's always the, the what? It's the, the, what, the, what the, uh, the Arabs, what we call them. I mean, you know, the Japanese people, the Chinese people. It's always African American. Oh, it is something about us. It is something. I mean, it's something about the black series, about the black race. They just like messing with. I mean, we are the only race of actually uh, uh, people that get pulled over and harassed by the police. I never uh, hear about. A lot of us. I'm saying I, I never hear about Somali. I well, no, mean, listen. No, 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 no. Uh, all I, was, uh, I can tell you, a bunch of white people get pulled over all the time. Oh, yeah, because oh, they're probably man. in the city no, no, trying be, to get be, drugs. Be, because, you know, they... Oh, they're with their black friends. No, because they... Selling drugs, as the cop told you guys. Because they're lower income. I think that this country well, uh, it has does a happen to poor white folks. economic... All right, we got to get up out of here. Slant yeah. versus yeah. a racial But, but no, listen, I, I absolutely still believe that you're, you're living in um, fantasy land. I, when, we leave, when we leave, I'm going to ride home with you so I can get on that unicorn that sit out in front of your damn house listen i swear to goodness i think the rest of the trial the rest of the week we're gonna look forward to we'll have georgia back in another week uh and uh we had last week we had on the uh former 
uh, defense, uh, 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 I'm uh, public defender, and she was the one that gave me the heads up about how the um, prosecution uh, defense was going to try to call in the ME, the medical examiner, um, and try to twist his words when he did come out with a statement saying, no, 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 mm -hmm. they're twisting my words. So his words were twisted. But, so this is a riveting trial. This is, is going riveting. to be like O.J. Yep. Simpson. They're saying yeah. already that, they already said that, over um, four million, million people, people watching were this watching this it. Trial. That's incredible. It's like this ain't even the Super Bowl, so all, it's only gonna get bigger. All it's right, we gotta get up out of here. We, uh, my music, please. Uh huh. Can we play? Shit. One more time. Cultivated CBD. That's right. Cultivated CBD. Try cultivated CBD. That's right. And the Weber Market. And the Weber Market. And the Egg Roll Queen. The what? Egg roll queen. Egg, egg roll queen. <laughs> yes. The egg roll queen. Get some food. Check you out. Check That's out some right. egg roll queen. And we gotta have we gotta have professor back on. Yeah. Let's get, get the, we gotta have let's try to have the professor. professor I can't talk. That's I hear the why music. Can, 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 get the professor. I do I do wait a minute. I hear the music. I do hear All that. right. I do hear that. Here we go, 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 no, here we go. No, here I go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks we for had a great me. show. Be back here next Wednesday, same time. All right. Hey, we gonna win. We gonna win this trial. We gonna send him to jail. Hey, 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 hey! Hey, come on, y'all. Clap your hands. Here we go. We gonna win. We gonna win this trial. It's gonna take us a quite a while. Hey, but we gonna win, George. We gonna win for him. And for all other black African Americans was beaten down by the police. I feel it. Hey, 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 hey. See y'all. Have a great night. Hey. You know what? I don't want to go. But I have to go. I'll see y'all next week. Good night, everybody.